Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. The PGA, the Professional Golf Association, announced over the weekend they were canceling their long-standing plans to hold the U.S. Open at Trump's golf course in Florida. Maggie Haberman of the New York Times reported that, quote, he's angry about impeachment, people who have spoken to him say, but his reaction to the PGA decision was a different order of magnitude. He was, quote, gutted by the move, a person close to the White House says. We talked about Trump and golf back in 2017 with Robert Lipsight. He's a legendary sports writer and columnist at the New York Times and the award-winning author of more than a dozen books on sports, fiction and nonfiction, many for young adults. He's also the jock culture correspondent for Tom Dispatch, where he wrote about Trump and golf. And he's also a contributor to The Nation. At that point in 2017, when we spoke, upper-class golfers were key supporters of Trump. I asked him about Trump and golf. I despise the game almost as much as I despise Trump. But the, the heart of it is the idea that golf, of course, operates on the honor system, even though most of the presidents who played have cheated. But <laughs> golf does operate on, on, on the honor system. And the idea is that, you know, if, if you hit a bad shot, you don't ignore it and do it over again. You take the penalty. I, I think that this is part of that kind of character that that golf is supposed to be a crucible of. Yes. But I, I, I think that when you have somebody like Trump who cheats, uh, who takes shots over again all the time, and then in, in probably the most grievous sin is he drove his golf cart onto the green, that, that kind of little patch of very meticulously cosseted grass with the hole in the middle. <laughs> and the whole idea of keeping the green pristine is because the good golfer, and I must say, uh, from all I've seen uh, 
Trump is a good golfer. The good golfer is able to look at the green. It's called reading the green to kind of understand, you know, the curves and angles on the grass so that you can make your final putts. To drive his cart onto that is is really, I guess, like pissing on the Vatican wall. That really is an ultimate affront, a, a kind of violation of what is considered sacred in the sport. You've described the, the golf culture that Trump is part of as consisting of successful greedheads and wannabes. But, but what about the zen of golf? You know, a man alone with all his weaknesses facing the ball that lies still. Isn't that a profound test of character and self-knowledge? I think there are a lot of profound ways to test yourself and to learn about yourself. And I think thrashing a little white ball that can't hit you back (laughs) may not be quite at the top of the list, John. I I think that I I find something bizarre in this idea of of golf as the hero's journey. I mean, come on. What it's basically there for, and and by the way, on, on what hero's journey can you also eat smoke and and make hedge fund deals. <laughs> okay. um, I, I think that business and the applications of business are really one of the main functions of golf. For women uh, who have been unable to, to crack a lot of the C-suites, is that they uh, you know they don't belong to clubs. Uh, they don't, in a sense, participate in, in what I call urinal society. I mean, I think that so much. <laughs> of the real business of business gets done. Two guys, you know, peeing together in the clubhouse (laughs) and one turns to the other and says, so uh, what are you going to do about that new trucking deal? Uh And I think that's how a lot of business is taken care of, whether it's in the clubhouse, on the greens, in the bathrooms. And I I think that it's that kind of access and uh, easy sociability, uh, which is very important to business. You say that there's a sort of a working class golf course out there on Shelter Island. In, in my neighborhood in L.A., there are, there are several public courses. I near, live near one called Rancho Park, where you can play 18 holes for $35.50 on weekdays, $21 if you're a senior. Doesn't that make golf a, a game for the little guy? Yeah. Sure. There's no question about it that that the little guy can play golf, that these working class golfers are really buying into what Trump himself calls the aspirational aspect of golf. Yeah. There is a sense that golf steps you up in class. Mm -hmm. And and Trump himself says that, you know, it shouldn't be too easy to, to play golf. You should have to work really hard and make a lot of money so you can really join a good club like one of mine uh, so that golf really means something. I think that, you know, there are, there are lots of, you know, I'm sure firemen and cops and uh, people who have stretches of free time who play golf. But again, I think that the pull of golf is really, you know, what you see on weekends on television in these great, vast, green Valhalla-looking clubs, and in the idea of the rich golfers and the the pro golfers who are, you know, 
a kind of emerging class of athlete in America, who, by the way, are, I think, just about, in, 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 my, in my history, just about the only athletes who are listed not by, you know, batting averages or how many rings uh, they've won or, you know, most valuable player awards, by money earned. I think the money list is really the key to who are the top golfers. And I, I suspect that even though he you know, hasn't won anything in ages, Tiger Woods is still at the top uh, as, as one of the world's leading clothing models. Well, let's get back to Donald Trump for a, a minute here. He's more than a golfer. Of course, he owns and operates uh, luxury golf courses and owns the clubs, and he employs lots of people at his uh, golf course courses and golf clubs. Tell us about Trump as an owner and an employer of uh, golf courses and clubs. You know, anytime that he plays golf or talks about golf, he is, in a sense, promoting his brand. I mean, I don't think that anybody, I can't think of any politician in history who has done as well as he has in promoting his private businesses, you know, while he's purportedly doing taxpayer work. Last question. You say to understand golf is to understand Trump. Please explain. Well, there are aspects of there are aspects of golf that play really into Trump's character. One way to do better in golf is cutting corners. In this case, you know, if if you if you take a bad shot and want to take it over again and they let you do it, your partners let you do it, it's, it's called taking a mulligan. Actually, Clinton did it so often, it became called taking a billigan. <laughs> but but I, I think that the idea of this lazy man sport, I mean, it is a lazy man sport. I mean, he, he can't even walk around. He has to go in a cart. Yeah. I mean, it would be better, uh, better exercise if he actually walked or even if he carried his clubs. But, you know, we can't really get into that because except for Chris Christie, I don't think that body shaming is allowed in America anymore. That's certainly, not in the, certainly not among nation readers. So right. But in any case, so back, back to golf. So it's, it's a plutocratic sport played at its highest level. It's with extremely expensive equipment. Uh, it's in places that cost enormous amounts of money to join. I mean, his Mar-a-Lago club, when he became president, the, uh, the membership uh, initiation fee jumped from 100 grand to 200 mm. grand. Again, the, the perk of a president's golf club. Look who you could schmooze with or said that you were schmoozing with. The, the joke always was that golfers and fishermen were the biggest liars in explaining how good they were. And the only difference was that fishermen had to show some evidence. They had a fish. <laughs> golfers do not. Everybody, as they get older, become better golfers, uh, at least in their stories. So you lie, you cheat, you socialize. It's a sport that's not really a sport. It's a sport that's traditionally been exclusionary, that's been racist, that's been sexist, and is befouling the environment with chemicals. So how much more do you want to you know, <laughs> uh, compare Trump and golf? 
Robert Lipsight, the legendary sports writer. Read him at thenation.com and Tom Dispatch. Bob, thanks so much for talking with us today. Thank you, John. That was fun. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.